Hello, and welcome to another Tuesday Night Music Show with Mr. Howie Darkstar, our superstar producer and engineer, and Swingin' Jay Brannon. Hey, everybody, it's water. Of course it is. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, I wanted to talk about something that we've discussed a little bit, but I thought it would be cool to do a show on it. Talk about kind of how we structure things at weddings. I just did a video about some dinner things that I've ran into. We talked about a little bit on how we show last night briefly. And I know that depending on where you live in the world, kind of depends on how things are structured at your event. So I thought the first thing I do is ask how we, how things typically go when you're doing a wedding with, with dinner. Dinner's like the first thing you kind of do, right? Well, first we do um, the grand entrance. And depending on the couple, most of them will do their first dance, at least here after dinner. But some of them do that right away. And then mm-hmm. we go into dinner. Okay. Yeah. How about you, Jay? Briefly, tell us how it goes. Um, after cocktail grand entrance the trend lately has been just the bride and groom i probably had 40 percent of my weddings only be just the bride and groom get introduced That's nice it's <laughs> super nice it's, it's easy super nice uh, because last year the trend was we each get our own song right i'm like yeah mm. no. um then dinner um i tried years ago i had a real for years five six years straight Every couple would come into the room and do their first dance. But the challenge now is a lot of venues have gone outside and they're not set up where the dance floor is right where dinner is. Mm -hmm. It might be separated. So I also do usually the first dance after dinner. The problem that I've always ran into with that is you never know if, if it's a buffet, for instance, if there's stuff on the dance floor. I was just going to say that. Then you switch gears quick and it's like, oh, we're doing the first dance after they get that table out of the way. Right. Yeah. It's kind of unsightly, you know, to have stuff there with Bunsen burners underneath them (laughs) or the little, whatever they are, those little candle things. They've got Bunsen burners, but little, you know, a little, um, yeah. Campfire. I can't think of the damn word. Stern. Right. Sternos. Yeah. yeah, Okay. I never even knew that word, but they're just a little, little gas filled candle things. How about cake, Jay? How does cake work for you? You know, it's funny. I remember you saying this last night on Howie's show, and I meant to comment on it, and I didn't. Um, But I was shocked. I've only done one wedding in my career where they did the cake. They did grand entrance and the cake, Mm -hmm. and then they sat down for dinner. And their attitude was, we want to actually feed each other first Mm -hmm. before the meal. Mm. Uh, 100% of my weddings do the cake, dinner, toasts special dances, open dance for maybe half an hour, mm-hmm. cake cutting, or okay. dinner, toasts, cake cutting, special dances, open dancing. Okay. There's really only two spots for it. Sure. We all structure things different. Briefly, I'll tell you how it typically works in my market. It's a grand entrance. They immediately cut the cake when they come into the room. The reason they do this wow. The reason they do it is because cake is dessert after dinner. So this gives time for uh, catering to 
get the cake ready to serve for dessert. If that makes any sense to you. Mm -hmm. If there's a prayer, they do a prayer and then immediately jump into food. And whether it's sit down or buffet, what I ideally like to do is get everybody served, including entree, before we jump into any toasts and speeches. After the toasts and speeches, at that point, catering has the cake cut up and ready to serve. I can announce that it's time for dessert. There's cake over by the bar, or they will bring you cake. Catering might do that sometimes at some of the higher end events. And then, you know, whenever the floor is cleared of anything that might be on there and the couple's ready, we'll then do a first dance and we're uninterrupted from the Mm -hmm. first dance all night long. I don't have to stop and do a cake cutting. I don't have to stop and do anything. It's uninterrupted. Except like Garda Bouquet or Anniversary. Yeah, if they do that. I mean, there are other things we do, but it's all dance-oriented. I don't have to stop and do something that's different. Now, I'm curious, in in your market, Mm. and this happens out here a lot at hotels, not as much the venues I normally work, but at a lot of hotels, their big thing is there is a dessert course. Mm -hmm. If it's a plated wedding, not a buffet, but if it's plated... They'll actually have a dessert course, and there will also be the cake. Mm-hmm. So out here, the trend has been to have a dessert bar, like donuts, cookies, whatever, and then a very small cake that the bride and groom cut just to show that they cut their wedding cake. No, we do that sometimes, too, in a way. Yeah. What they'll do, and it's probably about 50-50 right now, is they'll have kind of a ceremonial cake. Or it's mm-hmm. like a fake cake, all right, tiers yeah. except for the top tier. Yep. Yes. If that's the case, There'll what be a they sheet typically cake do, in the back. Yeah, there's a sheet cake in the back. So what yeah. I will do mm-hmm. instead of doing the cake cutting immediately, if the cake doesn't have to be cut up and ready to serve for dessert, mm-hmm. I can then hold it until after the toasts and speeches. And when that's mm-hmm. over, I can announce cake cutting, which at that point is usually in the middle of the dance floor where everyone can see it. Right. Everybody gets mm-hmm. pictures. It's a thing. Then I can announce dessert is served. So See, that's, we, that's an alternate way that we do it. Yeah, I never, I don't, and it's happened a few times this year, and it's kind of shocked me where we've done cake cutting. And then I've thought, okay, the schedule is cake cutting, first dance, father, daughter, mother, son, open. And I go for open dance, and no one is there. And I'm looking around like they're all seated. Eating cake. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and I have to run up to the bride and groom and go, Hey, let me do like 10 minutes of just music because it's apparent that they just want to eat the cake. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'll announce to have you come out and have everyone join you to open the floor. But yeah, that seems like a new trend. But that when you said it last night about the dessert, I'm like, man, even the hotels that serve dessert, we never, I never would say dessert is now being served because the only time that comes up is like a dessert bar. The wedding I did Saturday night, they had... A quiet cake cut, which means photographers, bride and groom. Yeah. That's it. Then we did father, daughter, mother, son, because when they got introduced, they did their first dance and their toasts, which was great. Knock them all out. And then they went into the two special dances after the cake, and we opened the dance floor. 
they had a dessert bar that I had to announce after the cake. Now the dessert bar is open. Yeah. But at the same time, please join the bride and groom in the dance floor. So, you know, it gets a little weird. But what it's, they did that right. was interesting. They then had a second meal. And I know you guys ragging me about the times. You're going to love this. They hit the dance floor at 730. At 845, they had a fry station open up. So mm -hmm. you could get French fries with different toppings. The wedding ended at 10. I mean, wow. it started at 8 o'clock in the morning, as all my weddings do, as you know. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, even I was kind of like, why are you bothering to feed them? There's like well, a two-hour window why. after dinner. Like, I'll tell you why. And I'm getting a little ahead of myself here because I wanted to address something else that you had mentioned. Okay, we'll do that first and then... No, 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 I want to address this because it's, right it's, it's right in front of us. Why do they feed people right towards the end? It's something here in Wisconsin that I call beer pizza. Yeah. yeah. And it's just something to kind of absorb the alcohol. Right. Anybody who's been drinking. So, you know. Why and would you do that? It, it doesn't work. <laughs> you know, scientifically, it does not. Do it doesn't. Beer pizza has happened. Doesn't. By the way, Brian, just to correct you and Howie real quick, because I feel like this is actually an area where I might be an expert in. Yeah, you're Beer pizza is something true. you want to go after at about 2, 3 in the morning. Yeah. yeah. If it's not available... <laughs> I suggest muffins, muffins scones, yeah. and croissants. Usually it's served here at about 1030. And then, you know, with the event being over at midnight, so about an hour and a half before the event's over, yeah. they'll bring in pizza or bring something out, sometimes <laughs> some kind of food station. But it's basically the same thing you're talking about. It's a snack. Right. So hey, by, by the way, before we move away from the cake, um, I have traditionally always uh you know advise the couple hey put the cake cutting off as long as possible because yeah. typically once you cut the cake you're going to lose a third of your people older folks they're bail. gone i mean is that not a thing anymore for you I've, I've always followed cake with anniversary dance if the cake is later right. Because right. the anniversary dance, to me, is a dance that the older married couples are going to stick around for. And mm -hmm. I've even gone so far, after talking to Brian about this years ago, I've created that older people set where I'll do the anniversary dance and then, like, you know, bust out some Beatles and some 70s and, you know, mm -hmm. things that they may be really enticed by and then work it into newer music so that that group stays mm -hmm. longer than expected. By the way, real quick, because I'll forget, I did a ritzy wedding two years ago. Ritzy meaning six-figure wedding. At the end of the night, I was asked by the bride and groom to tell everyone to go outside for the grand exit. I did. They went outside for the grand exit, and as they walked through the line of guests, lined up single file on each side, a truck pulled up from in and out and, yeah, and, and up, proceeded yeah. to serve all of them In-N-Out burgers. Yeah, I've seen taco trucks and things like I that. I was just like, well. and it was a huge yeah. In-N-Out truck, and I looked at it like, mm -hmm. like, that can't be cheap. Right. There's 200 yeah. people here. Like, that's going to cost you some bucks. But it was a great ending to the wedding. And if you're going to weddings, let's face it, how was the last wedding? Dude, they had In-N-Out at the end of the night. <laughs> like, that's not a bad ending, you know? Well, the the one thing that I wanted to kind of discuss uh, more than anything else would be the dinner thing tonight because things have something happened. There's been a glitch in the matrix, and what I mean by that is somebody on one of these wedding.com sites who 
probably has nothing to do with the wedding business. They just got some kind of journalism degree, so they work for them. Wrote something that keeps popping up. I've heard other videos talking about it. Have you ever had that thing where the couple that you're working with says, we don't want them to clink glasses. Instead, we want them to sing a song with the word love in it, and then we'll kiss. Have you had this? Yes. Okay, there's a I, new one. I have not. And it was, and I'll be honest, but I haven't, I haven't, done I haven't it had the clinking years. of glasses in years, though. It's kind of like people a, do it out here, but we fashion. don't encourage it. There's a new one. And I confirmed this with a couple of other folks that said, yeah, we've recently had people say the same thing. Tomorrow night, I'll find out where they got the idea because tomorrow night I'm supposed to meet the couple for coffee uh, that I had the, the wedding with last Saturday just to hang out, just friendly. So, I'll find out where they got the idea. But the idea is, instead of singing a song, we don't want clinking of glasses. We want people to stand up and tell a story about us for us to kiss. That's the new one. I'd like to know where that came from. That's it came bad. from somewhere. It's not out of the blue because no, it's but a that, trend. that doesn't even make sense. Like, it, that's, it's, that's forcing people to do something at a wedding. It's like well, when people, when DJ said, oh, do you do the Survivor game to see who goes to the buffet? No. I'm not going to punish tables because they're morons. No, the, the, this, this, <laughs> I mean, we, we can editorialize this all we want, but the, I mean, as far as the actual activity goes, but the, the thing that I'm having a hard time with is general flow. And here's what I'm talking about. The way I've structured my events, which I explained to you how it was, hold all toasts until everyone is served food. Once everyone has food, I'll go to the head table excuse me, and I'll say something to whoever's giving the toast. Who's first? Maid of honor or best man? Okay. Do you need to go to the bathroom? Do you need to do anything before we do this? Do you need 10 minutes? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, So I've got all this time people are getting served. I've got all this time that we're waiting for the people who are giving the toast to be ready to give the toast for the tables themselves to just engage in dinner conversation and be social. Right. If I'm constantly breaking these toasts up, if I'm doing one after salad and then one after the first course and one after the second course, I'm constantly interrupting table conversation. And to me, that's Mm -hmm. not only disruptive for the Mm -hmm. guests who are trying to have conversation, but it's disruptive for me. And the reason it's disruptive for me if I have to constantly be on the volume of my mixing board to turn it up, turn it down, worry about a microphone, handing a microphone to somebody, I can't just put on a dinner playlist nope. and go out and be social with the audience. Right. right. Because what I'll do during this time <clears throat> is I'll approach tables without interrupting conversation. If I don't see a lot of conversation or a younger table, I'll walk up and I'll stand there until someone makes eye contact with me and I'll say hello, introduce myself. Hey, is there anything you guys want to hear tonight? Sometimes they get some really cool gems. Sometimes they'll say Led Zeppelin and you're like, ah, okay. But what I can do is then go back and put on a vitamin string Led Zeppelin song or something Mm -hmm. like that. I can put on Nirvana vitamin strings or whatever the case might be. So I'm not screwing up my dancing. It's a cool way for me to get intimate with the crowd, you know, where they know me personally, where I'm first same basis. I'm more approachable leader. They like me. They're going to respond. play along. 
Yeah. When I say come out 100%. on the dance floor and things like that. It's it's 100%. nice. I can't do that if I'm constantly on this volume control, turning it down for people to sing songs or tell stories. Can't do no. it. Don't break up the flow. It's the biggest it, sin at weddings. Yeah. Don't break it, up the that flow. That sounds so strange to me. I've never heard of this. It's like trick or treat. Oh, you got to do a trick for us to kiss. Come on. Well, the clinking of glasses is a thing. And, and I understand kind of where the couple's coming from. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but it's very that. self-serving, isn't it, Brian? When the couple says, I know people customarily clink glasses when we kiss. But instead of that... We want to hear about us. Like, talk about me and my husband. Talk about my husband and me. Like More editorial, and I appreciate it, like, but I want to get to yeah. the heart of the matter here, and that's that the people want this stuff. So this is what happened to me on Saturday, and I talked about it a little bit on Howie's show. No, I think it was after. Was I, I, I said something about it at your, on your show. You, I remember that you having this discussion last night. Even well, I was kind of taken aback, like, wow. What are you talking about? So, yeah, I never yeah. heard of it. I haven't had to sing a song thing in a long time. No. But that was a thing for a while. It kind of went years away. Years ago. Years ago. So yeah. I announced this because as soon as somebody starts clinking, I, I ignored it, actually. Whatever they said, I kind of ignored it. I just went into dinner music, and all of a sudden, 30 seconds in, some table starts ding, 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 ding. So... Ben, the groom, runs up and says, tell them to stop. They got to tell a story about us. Like, all right. So I get on the mic and I say, okay, listen, here. Instead of, they do not want clinking of glasses. What they'd like you to do is stand up and tell a story about them. So here I am. Okay. I got to have a wireless mic ready. And somebody stands up and says, I want to do it. So I walk over there. And by the way, I'm hopping off of a portable stage all night doing this, by the way. Right. And you got to play like, Phil Donahue. Am I, okay, am I aging here's the mic. Here? I'll turn the music down. <laughs> yeah, tell tell your story. And they're like, well, I don't need a mic. I'm a theater major. I project well. Okay, fine. <laughs> oh, so, no. okay, I got the mic. And then they stand up and I bring the music down. They start talking. Of course, people are talking over them and everything else. Yeah. It's a short story. I think theater one other major. person does it. It's very brief. And it was over. Okay, well, that was pretty painless. It was a little disruptive, but not terrible. So I go up to the head table to talk to the maid of honor who's giving the first toast. You got to go to the restroom. You got to do anything before we do this. And I overhear the bride saying to someone, you know, I'm really disappointed. I wish more people would have told stories. And I thought, hmm. Wow. Okay. Now you have to elicit stories. From the okay. Crowd. Bride needs 10 minutes. Or I'm sorry. Maid of honor before her toast needs 10 minutes. I got 10 minutes to hustle stories. Bingo. And give her what she wants. So I go up. By the way, everyone has food in front of them at this point. I turn the music down. I get on the microphone and I say, so if you really want to make Ashley's night, she'd love to hear some stories. Does anyone have a story to tell? And a couple people raise their hands. Fantastic. I look at a guy, he's first. I'm like, okay, by the way, can everybody hear me okay? It's because I'm holding the microphone up to my mouth. Notice what happens when I do this. So this is the microphone they're going to be using. If you can't hear them, it's because they're holding it too far from their mouth. Let's give it up for our first speaker tonight. Hand them the mic. They tell a story. And it isn't very long. It's two minutes. 
So I take the mic back from, does anyone else have a story? Someone else does. So I hand them the mic. They go a little longer. So I'm thinking to myself, all right. And I've got everybody's attention, by the way. I'm not interrupting anybody because they've had their table conversation. All right. We got the one more story. Give them the mic. They tell the story. I take the mic back and say, all right, before the maid of honor gives her toast, I have a story to tell. And then I tell a little story about how I know the groom and how they booked me and all that stuff and made it kind of humorous on the fly. And I said, now with that, I'm going to hand the mic over to Sarah, our maid of honor, to give the maid of honor a speech. Everybody give her a big round of applause. Nice. Turn the mic open. <clears throat> so what I did was I took the situation and I was able to facilitate it yes. and control it mm-hmm. and time it where it wasn't like this out of control thing. Right. It segued into the toast. Yep. And it wasn't disruptive for most of dinner. So I was kind of proud of myself for that. And I did it by accident. I just by overhearing her and thinking to myself, what can feet. I do to make her day better on your feet? I totally agree. So I, I just did a, a gig tip about that. I talked about that in the Tuesday DJ gig tips that I have on my so channel. You, just, so you um, actually give them the mic. Yeah. And I'll stand right there. Like I'm yeah. there. Like I'm talking, I'm like, like Jay said, I'm kind of Phil Donahue. I have a mic and I take it back. Well, <laughs> because that, this happened to me years ago where they warned me about a certain person. Look, he's going to be pretty drunk and ramble. So try to keep. So I would not. I held the mic like Phil Donahue. When he started going too long, I just gave him a pat on the back. And then, thank you. I pulled the mic back. Thank you. And then I moved on. I want to make it crystal clear to anybody watching this. None of these sing a song, tell a story ideas are anything I'd recommend a client do. I would never suggest this to a client, but if a client insists on it, you got to have some control over the situation. Right. Right. Just so things don't get out of hand and get stupid. Yeah. For everyone's sake, not just for the client, but for all the guests trying to have table conversations. Honestly, I've, keep I've, the general never going. I've never heard of it. I can't wait to find out where this came from. Yeah, I'd like I'm to know going too. to find out. I'm going to talk to. Well, I don't know if she's coming, but I know he's coming and I'm going to find out where she where she got this idea. In fact, he was just texting me before we went on air. Just to make sure we're cool for tomorrow. So that's awesome. I'm going to find out. Now, I got I got three quick points. One, the majority of my events over the years have been driven by photo saying Toast after dinner, we want to make sure the plates are clear because we don't want plates on the table for mm-hmm. photos of, you know, like when we take Frank, your okay. photo, we turn and take a photo of your parents. We don't want like a half eaten plate of food. So that's one point. Okay. Two point, And, you know, I mean this with nothing but love. <laughs> uh Oh, here it comes. Oh, here we go. I'm going to get hit hard. Oh, uh, it's. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, uh, <laughs> go ahead. Jay. I got I got a, I. I'm I'm not feeling the whole can you hear me but if the mic's here thing it's so passive aggressive like you're really putting the the people on the spot but why how am I, I putting no, no, you no, no. on the spot no 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 I I I didn't finish I understand why you're doing it I understand the benefit of it but this argues exactly what I came up with almost 2 years ago in March where I don't let them touch a mic anymore like that's not an option like here's the mic and the stand. I like your idea with the mic and, stand. And in parentheses, I say this to every one of my clients before the wedding. 
you know, we, we need to have a clear understanding and agreement on something. What's that? You're going to give me a list of people that can speak at your wedding. And that's it. And when I say that's it, you need to, to realize my microphone is my microphone. You've hired me. This is my equipment. This is not something to be willy nilly around. The other night, last Thursday, brides, one of the bridesmaids, the mother of the bride said before the ceremony, hey, Sarah, the bridesmaid, is a great singer. So at some point, you need to play Neil Diamond, um, Sweet Caroline. She's going to sing. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I don't have a singing mic. You don't? I said, I have a speaking mic. I didn't bring the karaoke mics with me. So they're, they're really not dialed in for singing. She's like, oh, wow. I didn't know that. I go, I wish I'd known. But the bride never mentioned it, which means the bride's not on board because the bride would have mentioned it. So my logic has been for years, anyone that's not on the list to speak shouldn't speak. I specifically ask every client who's going to use the microphone. And I tell every and, and, week. Right, so do I. But, and I tell them no one else is going to speak. Meaning when your drunk uncle Gary says, hey, dude, come here, give me that mic. No, yeah. you're not getting the yeah. mic. It's my I, mic. I, I understand that in theory, that's brilliant. But, but you can make I it can, work in practice. But what I can tell you is in practice, I get blindsided with this stuff. I didn't know about tell a story until about two minutes before dinner. No, that's a, that's one of those areas that even I would have been like, okay, we've had this talk. How did this come out of nowhere? What am I so, going to do? Tell right, the guy exactly. no? I, I feel for you on that one, Brian. I would have handled it the same way. And I would have stood right next to him. And I would have said to the bride and groom, so you're willing to let anyone in this room tell a story? Like that drunk dude with the ponytail in the corner that's dating your cousin's girlfriend's sister's ex-wife who you well, don't even want here? I know like there he are can people, speak, right? I understand that there are people at some events where you, you want to keep them at bay. And when, when those, yeah, I know, I've done them. Former rehab And I've guys. even had, yeah. I've even had clients say, look, my mom's insane. Yeah, my brother's just <laughs> gotten out of Listen to nothing rehab. she says. Right. Ignore 100%. that lady. She's nuts. Yep. 100%. But then there are weddings like I had on Saturday where it's the Brady Bunch. Everybody is a square there. I mean, they're just right. nice people. Sure. And they and those are joyous. They really and it are. was a small, intimate wedding. So everybody there, they knew everyone. Right. They were people. I totally the get that. Crowd. The only weirdo there that, you know, was, well, probably a family member, but and they left early and it wasn't an issue. But uh, at any rate, th this is not stuff that I recommend anyone do. This is not stuff that I suggest that you suggest that your clients do. I think it's a bad idea. I think it's relatively disruptive. But if it's in front of you and it's a trend because somebody on you have to handle it. something or the wedding dot com suggested it was a great idea. Right. Then you might have to deal with it. And if you do that's how I have found that it's probably going to be the least disruptive. And, and everything you have said, I'm hundred percent on board with as a side note, for those of you watching this, who might run into this situation where it's more of a lack of story, but more of a, I want to give a toast. A quick thing that as Howie and Brian will hundred percent agree with me as an older DJ, that's done this for a while. 
atypically I get the early arrival guest who says, hey, how's it going? Good, man. How are you? Good. Oh, wow. This is some good looking gear, man. I'm looking so forward to tonight. Yeah, the groom and I are really close. Oh, that's awesome, man. Well, this is three o'clock, four o'clock wedding. So I got no, you know, bone of contention at this point. And then in a couple hours, I get the like, hey, man, um, if there's toast, I really want to say something. You know, the groom and I are best friends. Hold on just a second. Since Howie, Howie, I need you to give me a marker because I remember what I was going to reply to in one of Jay's monologues. So go ahead, Jay. Okay, real quick. And I always say in my head, I go, wow, you guys have known each other since kindergarten. You're best friends. It's funny you're not in the wedding party. So my point is, as a new DJ, use some psychology. When someone is the closest person in the world to the bride or groom, but they're not in the wedding party, they're not involved in the wedding, they're not anything other than a guest, that's a red flag for me personally. So when I go to a groom or a bride at a wedding and I go, hey, by the way, the dude in the blue suit earlier today mentioned that he wanted to speak later. I told them we didn't have time and they 100% look at me and go, oh my God, don't let him speak. I'm like, exactly. So there's a reason why you tell your clients the only people that get the mic are the ones that you tell me. Oh, I agree. Others don't speak. But when Brian is faced with any table can tell a story, to me, that's dynamite just waiting to blow up. It was fine. It did it, work. It went there, fine. There's your marker. Thank you. Thank you. I needed the marker because because I was going to reply to something he said and then it turned into something else. So I want to address my passive aggressive microphone speech <laughs> that Jay doesn't like. Do you so, do you agree though? I, I will say this. I will <laughs> say this. Okay? No, it is. <laughs> I will simply. I think it's a great this. speech, but it's passive aggressive. Well. How can I say this as tactfully as possible? You I guess just come right out and say it. It's in the delivery. Not everyone's going to be able to That's pull true. this off. No. I, right. Now, the way I talk on the microphone is different than the way you talk on the microphone or how he talks on the microphone or anybody yeah. watching. This is, and I hate to use this word, but this is master class. You oh. can't just do it. You have to know how to do it. You have right. to do it in a way mm-hmm. or it's funny and it's informative. It's on the delivery. The trade-off, the trade-off for not doing it and pulling it off is that everyone does this shit. No one can at hear the waist. you. Yep. And they look at you like you're an asshole because yes. you're not turning the mic up. Like, so if I do this funny bit and it's a, it's a bit that I do. Mm-hmm. It's a comedy bit. I think I saw George Carlin do this exact bit once. Yeah, I'm sure he did because he was passing Amazing. the mic around to the audience. He encourages <laughs> the audience to say things. He always does that. Uh, he loves hecklers. I just but... <laughs> I hit Brian right where he lives. <laughs> yeah, well, he loves hecklers. No, Brian this... makes a good point. It's in the, the delivery. I think of course. one of the three of us could pull it off. Oh, I guarantee we could. And I've done it. Yeah. I've had to say it? to people, I do it funny. Yeah, you know, exactly. I, I do it in a funny way. I say things on the microphone that I know most people couldn't get away with. Right. But it's the relationship I have with the audience. Exactly. I, I get this relationship by going to the tables and saying hi to people. And dude, I, I'm not your. You build a foundation. I'm not a cookie so when cutter, you do it. 
I'm not a cookie cutter MC. I no. I haven't. I've never have been. Well, mm-hmm. you took all those courses, so I know that you're in a I different. Took no courses. <laughs> I took no courses. No, no, no. I heard that you took a lot of those. Like they were two, three grand a course, and you took those things. Never, no. never. Really? Oh wow. Never. Wow. I tried well, things. And to, and Brian, I, to yeah. Brian's idea, it worked for me when, you know, the the father uh, of the uh, bride asked. He was, you know, he was dying, and uh, they all knew that this was going to be his last hurrah type thing. And and oh, he said, "God, you know, they had they had already done the toast, and they said, hey, my dad would like to say something.' Absolutely, you know, he was, you know." So we set him up and he started dropping the mic and I just gently went up behind him and I, I moved his elbow up. So the mic was up and then he could hear. Then I backed away and went back to the booth. And when he dropped the mic again, the, the audience was on my side and then they started hold the mic up. Right. They, and that's then, the point. It's not that anyone who has this microphone is going to listen mm-hmm. to you. It's that no. everyone else who doesn't have the microphone heard you. They don't. And will police it for you. Right. I tell everyone, like, yes. here's the deal. Exactly. The mic is, here's how it works. The mic is on and proof will be that I will speak before I hand it to you. I can't tell you how pissed. And I've said this at several events where someone goes... Hey, everybody, is this thing on? And I've gone up afterwards and I've said right to their face, hey, by the way, in the future, like my mic's only worth like 800 bucks. But in the future, if you get a really expensive mic, tapping a mic to see if it's on, it'd be like me punching you in the ear to see if you can hear me. And they look (laughs) at you like, oh, like, dude, don't don't. You know, that's why having a mic stand as a mandatory thing the other night. Bridesmaid, well, a maid of honor, best man, come up with a drink and a phone. And I'm like, no problem. Let me get the, the height perfect. Here you go. Oh, this is go. awesome. Oh, I got my drink, my phone. Oh, I love this. Get now, get Jay. away from handing mics to non-professionals. They tr- think they're a, a freaking belt buckle. I've tried it, Jay. Jay, uh, do you think that was a, a little passive aggressive or aggressive when you say I get I get on the mic early in the night and I say I know I'm better than all of you (laughs) I know Brian S. Red and Howie Darkstar do you (laughs) and if my wife is there she'll go I know Howie and Brian and that's it oh she does I know Howie Darkstar but no Howie Darkstar yeah she would she would fill the full name she might just use my first name but you would definitely be Howie Darkstar I don't think she'd call you BSR the the multitude of other Howies we all know yeah no, not, not to confuse comedy. him with Mandel, because I'm friends with him, too. Yeah, it's like yeah. him and the guy on Happy Days, and <laughs> that's it. Who else will you have? By the way, I am think... I the only one that's still concerned about where Richie's older brother Chuck went? I mean, that to this day. Who cares? They killed him off. <sighs> yeah. No, I, I think there's a there's a level of instruction that we as DJs can give at a wedding and if you tell the story the way I know you tell it, Brian, and I've never heard it, but I know your talent and your level of professionalism is such that they're leaving there going to the next wedding and they're remembering what you said mm-hmm. because they're watching a toaster hold it like a belt buckle yeah, and just be like, 
Remember that wedding we went to to Alan and Jeannie? And like, it was amazing. Like, oh my God, I wish this DJ actually, yeah, let's find out who that DJ was because my daughter's getting married. Like, like you're getting yourself future employment because you're I making actually, the night more comfortable for everyone. I actually have a video of Brian doing that bit down at Beret in Atlantic City at Expo where you, you did the bit with, hey, can everybody hear me? Good. That's because I'm holding the mic up the to my mouth. Up to my mouth, and but, everybody laughed. But you, the, the, the thing way is, you delivered it. It was well. Your it's not only delivery, but I had won the audience over already. Oh, and in that did? case, it was easy. Everybody knew me. At a wedding, right. it's a little harder. They don't know me. But mm -hmm. I come in there. I've got the microphone, and they're looking at me like, "Okay, what's this going to be all about?" And I start talking, and my kind of cadence and diction when I'm on the microphone at most any event is very casual and I, it's conversational. I don't do the, from the diaphragm. Hello, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, if well, I did that, I couldn't do hey, it. A lot of people, if do. I get on there, I'm like, people do. Hey, no. And that's fine. I'm not hating on them. I'm just telling you, this is why I can pull it off and how I pulled off successfully. I won the crowd over. Right. And and I'm conversational with them. Well, and I mean, it goes back to the stand up comedy thing. Not that I'm trying to be funny, but it's, it's a, a timing it's different it's a, than it's a being a boxing announcer. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. Well, you know, you've I've told you and you've kind of been on the fence. And a lot of people have said, oh, that's cheesy. But I've had weddings where I've had two, three hundred people in a room and I can't get their attention. And yeah. it's right after the introduction, I've said to the bride and groom, without and i've got video on youtube about it you guys trust me yo yeah 100 percent. great just do whatever i say okay now they're excited and i get on the mic and i go ladies and gentlemen in a moment i'm going to bring up the wedding party to give their speeches but before i do i was just informed that mm. 100 years ago today on this very spot <laughs> a young couple was wed this okay, couple this and full I, of shit, but we like them. It's yeah. totally full of shit, but it's all the pausing. It's the, and this, it, you know, this young couple spent the rest of their lives deeply in love, set, you know, successful and happy. Pause. And according to their DJ, right before the maid of honor's toast, they kissed while everyone yelled, I love you. And I look over at the family who's like half laughing, half in tears. And I purposely stop and I go, so to continue this beautiful tradition from 100 years ago today, on the count of three, if the bride and groom would please kiss while all of you yell, I love you. One, two, three. Boom. They all scream, I love you. The bride and groom kiss. For the rest of the evening, anytime I get on the microphone, the room goes silent. Good. Because their attitude is, and I stole this from Scott Favor. Scott Favor, at some point, years and years and years ago, had made a statement on a microphone at a wedding where the comment was, I want you to know, at any point tonight where I speak on this microphone, I promise you, it will only be to make the bride and groom happier. Which meant, as a I have group, a really hard time delivering that one. You I have know to it works shut for up. No, can't do but it. I'm saying there's we all have our way of doing this. Yeah, we do. And and we that's do. the beauty of it. Mine's original. The, the goal is what well, is <laughs> the goal is, you know, 
you want the group to understand that when you're on the mic, they need to listen (laughs) because it benefits the bride and groom. Now, if you want to teach like driver's ed for microphones, I totally understand. (laughs) I can't. No, I totally understand. You can't teach this stuff. It's like teaching somebody how to make a hit record. You either got hits in you or you don't. Well, that's the thing. You're giving them a little push. You're giving them that little like, hey, by the way, it's not a belt buckle. Yeah, I know not. it seems like a laser pointer, but <laughs> no. it's best served. And I'm not on right the mic here. a lot, but when I'm on the mic, I say funny stuff. I'm just more scared for me presenting to a group. I'm not like, hey, I've got a microphone right here. Right. Here. I learned how to get I learned how to get people's attention early on uh, when I was a kid doing this. And I had these really good front men from bands who were kind of guiding me along and they were doing the things that what, they did. What's your opening statement on the microphone? Let, let's go to the let's go to the ground level. Well, the, the first, first thing time is, you get on the microphone at a wedding with a room full of people before you have to introduce or start anything. What's your opening line? Okay, well, the opening line isn't really as important as the volume because what I'm doing is first of all, I'm using microphone compression. So I don't have to scream into the microphone. This That's is like Howard Stern's dad suddenly showing, you know, the, the bit I'm talking about. I, I don't know the bit, but I know Howard Stern does the same thing. He's got a lot of microphone compression on his show, so he doesn't have to speak loudly. He can right. talk normally and you're like, wow, it's, it's like, you know, the voice from God. It's very loud. Right. Well, I use microphone compression. Now yeah. I'm, I'm using, it doesn't matter what speakers I'm using, but the volume has been low all night and the mid range has been not harsh at all. So it's not occupying that frequency in the room. So everyone's been able to have conversation. When I come on, the mic is hot and I say, Hey, how's it going? And they like, they're startled almost. And they look at me. How was the food? Right on. Are you guys ready to get the party started? I mean, it's like that, or, you know, sometimes I'll, I, I won't go there with the food. Sometimes it's always off the hat. Sometimes I'll say, I'm Brian. I'm your DJ tonight. How was food? You know, things like that. And they listen because mm-hmm. it's loud, not because okay. I'm enthusiastic or I'm relying on the technology at this point, but it works. And I, I, use, I use two techniques. The one that the, Brian uses, you know, because I, I do use the compression, but I will also use the lighting, just like in a movie theater yeah. when the lights go down. Lights. Yep. It's like, oh, the movies are going to start. Something changed. Well, have, What's going I on? I have static up lights. I'll start a chase, you know, and sure. and then I'll just say, "Good evening. Did you enjoy your food? Yeah. You know, whatever." But you know, what but about I, the, I, I will like, do hello. that, and I can do what? that just like you know, real quick, and. You know, then we're, hey, I got their attention mm-hmm. visually and with my voice. But I'm, I'm, I'm saying more like if you've gone from cocktail to now dinner. Well, so the groups I, come in, you're going to do grand entrance. Well, it's what's your opening. And I only ask this because Dave Chenier, six years ago, rented oh, gear from me and we had a talk and he said to me, Mm-hmm. How do you in- I said, you've, you've taken right, but you know what, Brian? Honest to <laughs> I God, do it. Up until then, no one ever applauded, but now I did it Saturday night. I was like, you know, oh, family, family and friends, I want to welcome you to the crossings mm-hmm. for Adam and Haley's wedding reception. Back and to they what, went nuts, and I'm like, what, 
Wow, this works. So I, I don't see a reason to change that. Don't do we do you and do you well. The original question was how do you get everybody's attention, but you said to kick off a first dance, we're talking about a grand entrance. Right. Then then I'll I'll get on a microphone and I'll I'll say something like, you know, whatever, hey, how's it going? Uh you guys hungry? All right. Well, before we eat, we gotta bring the wedding party in. So are you ready for your wedding party? And you do it like that, or do you do it with more? Shut up and let me talk. Okay. Wow. (laughs) That's how you do it. Shit. Let me get a word out. (laughs) No, I'll say it like that. I'll I'll intentionally say it like that. Like sometimes I even try to stumble it. Like, uh, you you guys ready for the wedding party? You you ready for your wedding party? And they'll, eh. Well, let's try that again. Are you ready for your wedding party? Then they clap, and then you bring them in. So that's one opener. But it just—it always depends on what I'm doing. I mean, it—it's it, never the same. I don't have a script, so whatever feels right, I do, and I try new things sometimes. But but we all want the same thing, Brian. We want the room to understand that we're the focus of attention when we're speaking. <laughs> Because yeah. we're doing something for the bride and right. groom. Right. That's all, that's all I'm trying to get to is it, what's, it, what's the No one best, argued that. No, I'm saying. But what's the best, you know, opening line? Because if I get 100 DJs, I might get 100 different opening lines like that's, yours. Hey, it, you guys good? Like, you, you hungry? Like, well, what's up? That's kind of like saying to, what's the best joke really as a comedian. An opening line for no, me. it's I don't think it is the for what's me, the best joke. I, I think it's to the center of the dance. How do you floor open up? And boom, I tap and boom, the spotlights come right on me. And they're like, people will follow lights. They just they absolutely do. will. And then you can talk calmly like Brian does. Hi, family and friends. Welcome to Jack and Jill's reception. And I don't have to, you know, I haven't done that. You know, crescendo voice. You don't have to. They're they're listening because the spotlight is on me. And then when I'm done talking, boom, spotlights off of me, and I'm off to the side out of the picture. And then I'm doing the introductions, and then the lights go on to the people that are being introduced. As artists, we all do things a little different. I mean, otherwise it would be very boring. We all have a different thing. But but I I give me what I've what I've kept in mind. Or a couple of things, and and that is one of the big ones is, and I say it all the time, it's under promise over deliver. Mm. So if I come on like this weird, shy, timid, I have never did get a wedding before kind of thing, and then mm. I do something kind of over the top afterwards to get their mm-hmm. attention, and it could be just cranking up the song and pressing play like because the volume wasn't quite there or whatever and and i'm six decibels higher than i was when i was speaking with the music it's a lot of things but it's it's all art you know it really is all art it, there's it not is. if it's scripted it's boring i think it, i mean if you say the same mm-hmm. thing all the time that's fine too you found something that works stick with it but i am always changing it. i never say the same thing over and over i just don't do it you know no but i'm that comfortable with an mc not everybody's there and i get that and that's fine yeah yeah but that's 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 a cop out a little bit because that's, that's a cop saying, out? because you're saying what i do is uh is inferior to what you do because you're like winging it as you well go. what i what i mean by that and i don't mean to insult that's, you. that's what, what you're saying what I don't, I don't mean to insult you what i mean is if i were to do the same thing over and over again personally it would be boring right 
because I know how I do it. I, I know how it works. If I get I, really I, I do as well. If if I, I get really well. comfortable with with rhetoric speech, it doesn't flow anymore. It doesn't sound sincere anymore. And it's just like I don't know any. It's like playing music for a crowd. I don't believe that you should play the same set every night because every crowd's a little different. Well, and when you, you have a crowd in front of you, I, they're going to respond differently. To tell you let, let me ask you this: Do you, you, do you get a Jay? Do you get a round of applause when you start speaking? <laughs> get a round of applause when you stop speaking. I think so. Do you, no. When you first start speaking on the mic, do you find the audience is on board with you, or do you find that they stop and then listen to you? Because I They're would much me, rather. I don't get applause on board for, for a grand though. entrance. I'm just saying. Yeah. When I went from the old days of like, ladies and gentlemen, I welcome you and blah, 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 right. blah. And they just kind of stared at me. I would much rather have them be excited when the bride and groom about to enter. Of By course. the way, that's the only line I have of the night. The only pat line I have is, ladies and gentlemen, like, welcome you yeah. all to Temecula Valley Country Club for Brian and Blanca's wedding reception. And yeah. when they go nuts, now I've got the crowd. Yeah. And then it's my crowd to lose, meaning the rest of the night, everything I say has to somehow focus on them understanding I'm here with the bride and groom. Sure. There are no other lines. So no, it's, there's nothing having a good introduction to me is just a tool in mm -hmm. the tool bag of right. how do I keep a crowd started? Because I want them excited when the bride and groom come in. I don't want them listening like, what's up? Like, oh, what's going on? Like, I don't want that. I want them a little right. revved up, like, well, oh, sure. here they come. That's all. Sure. And I don't know, here it just seems like they're just happy to eat. <laughs> they really right. are. Right, exactly. It's well, been a it's, long but, day. but Brian, this is the benefit of ta having this show is yeah. learning that in different marketplaces, there's something I can learn from everybody who does in things that I do, but in a different way. Yeah. So that yeah. I can then take that to my events and say, well, you know what? I like that thing about telling the stories that Brian did. Let me see if I can incorporate well, that somehow between I mean, this and this, and it makes something better. There are because all that, we want is our clients to be happy so I mean, that we I'm, get more I'm events, and then we I'm make gonna more I'm going to try money. what you said, Jay. I'm going to try it once and see how it goes. But typically, I just want them to listen, and I give them the visual cue, and then I want the applause to be for the guests coming in and that's I, I do too that's Scott's a great guy i love scott favor but scott favors yeah. a party clown and he yeah. needs everyone to look at him and he no, I, I don't want the attention i'm just not that guy right I, and i totally get that but yeah, yeah. dave chenier who's on this channel as the as are we mm -hmm. did this whole thing and he said uh -huh. this is one of the things that i picked up that really worked for me try it yeah and i went out the next day and tried it at a wedding and it was like Holy shit. Like normally these people just yeah. stare at me. They don't do anything. Now they're all applauding, yeah. but they're not applauding for me. They're applauding because I said, welcome to this bride and groom's wedding reception. Mm -hmm. And they went nuts. Well, and I was like, wow, this is great. Like maybe, now yeah. I can feed off this and keep the, keep the energy level high, bring them in. Everyone's happy. You mm -hmm. know, the maybe story the thing I tell is based on me being on boats going under the Coronado Bay Bridge, right. and that's a long story. I right. No, that's into. a good one. But I like that. It comes down to you have to be you on the microphone, but you also have to figure out 
every crowd's a little bit different mm -hmm. and there is there's a lot of similarities but what can you do what what can you have in your bag of tricks which is what i like to call it yeah what can you have in your bag of tricks that you can call upon and say i've seen this crowd before i know what to say and maybe because if you word. come out on the dance floor and go like hey everyone how's it going uh -huh. what's up you guys hungry that might work great but well for me personally Jay, hold on like, a second I, I think the point is is that there's probably some great things like that that you can tell anyone to do and anyone can do it and anyone can pull it off but that's where i'm kind of failing here because i don't have anything that i can just give anybody that anyone can pull off right so that's my fail i can't offer that to anyone. i don't think I, it's a fail do, brian i think it's a no it is because i don't have that trick to show anybody you either can or you can't it's right and and that i understand it's it's mm -hmm. a timing thing. It's an established thing. It's an experience thing. I, I don't have this right. surefire thing you can do. I mean, yeah. I have other things that I feel like you can do that work well. But when it comes to, I don't do a lot of videos on MSing because I don't know how to teach it. I mean, it's you either can or you can't. It's you got to. No, I I totally agree. Well, and you and I, you know, and Howie too, we're in kind of rarefied earth, like. I did yeah. a thing last week for 600 people online in Zoom room doing a, you know, walkthrough on gear. That's just common for me. That's not yeah. a challenge. Doing right. a presentation you're just, you're really show, good at it. Yeah, it's not it. a challenge. It's yeah. just, I'm very good at in the moment. Like, yeah, you riff well. hey, can you come over here and just speak about this? Sure. And I yeah. often, but I still know that there's more I need to learn. There's things I could be better at. Yeah, always. Mm -hmm. And Lori in the room, when I say better at, I put a comma because I want to, I don't want to end a sentence in a preposition. Jay, you're supposed because to say Because Lori's gooder. here, right? Things That's you can exactly. Gooder at. I want to be gooder. I, I would like to be more better, Lori, is Mo better. what I'm trying to. More better, gooder. Yes. Well, when Brian and me went to the store, me went to the store, I went to the store. Okay. I just want to be clear on that. She's wow. laughing off camera, I guarantee. Me and Jay go go yes. me and Jay do all kinds of stuff together. Yeah. When I go to the bar, that's all you need to hear. <laughs> Thanks for watching, everybody. Maybe you got something out of this. Maybe if, if you have fire. if you have other you have no ways idea. to say anything we did, please put it in the comments. I love reading the comments from our shows and picking up knowledge because I can yeah. always learn from everyone that watches us. I no, really so can. next week. Next week, let's do this. Yep. Let's hustle that suggestion early on. Mm. Okay. I've been doing that in my videos, like within the first 30 seconds. Introduce the subject and say, what do you think? Let us know in the comment section and then go on. Because when you do it at the end of the video, a lot of people didn't make it that far. <laughs> so okay. no, that's what we're getting. We'll get more. <laughs> no, totally. As an experiment, let's just try it. No, we'll I count totally the comments from by, by the way, where video. are you on Vimeo? Where are you putting your videos? You're on Vimeo or? Yeah. Um, you, something like that. Your I don't know. There's, on Twitch? there's a couple out there. Something. Oh, you're on, oh, you're on this format. Okay. I got to check that yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you next week, everybody. Thanks for watching.